Welcome to the Prophetic Zone with Apostle Katrina Garrett, where she and her husband, Apostle Tommy Garrett, are the founders of God Kingdom Come Global Ministries in Panama City, Florida. Here is your host, Apostle Katrina Garrett. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Prophetic Zone. We are so blessed and thankful for the Lord and what he's doing in this hour. We are so grateful. Thank you all for tuning in here on the Prophetic Zone, right here on Fifties Radio Broadcast. We are so thankful for Dr. Renee Sunday and all that she's doing in this hour. God is truly speaking to his church. He's truly doing a mighty work in the kingdom of God. And so we're just blessed um, on this afternoon to be um, able to be a part of a good deed. Um, so it's just an awesome thing. So we just want to give thanks unto her and continue to show our support to Dr. Sunday um, as she continues to do what God has wanted her to do in this hour. Uh, thank you and welcome you to the prophetic zone of Apostle Katrina Garrett and my husband, Apostle Tommy Garrett, and I are the founders of Black Kingdom Global Ministries. For some of you who have been tuning in and listening to the broadcast, we're located in Panama City, Florida. You can always connect with us on Facebook, and, um, you know, we love to connect and meet new faces. And so praise God for you as well, listening to the broadcast. I've been a prayer, and I've been asking the Lord for a word of encouragement to give to the body of Christ on this morning. And um, I'm going to go to Isaiah 45 and 3, because I really believe that a lot of the people in the prophetic especially um, are going through adversities, are going through um, challenges, and are in seasons where God is, 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 is really purging and preparing you for the work that you shall do and build a fortress kingdom. And so I really believe that that, that a lot of people feel like they're in a, a, a barren place. They feel like they might be, you might feel like you're in a dark place. Um, you might feel like you're just overshadowed. Now, when I say a dark place, I'm not talking about as far as evil, but you're, you're feeling like you're being overshadowed um, because there's so much darkness around you. And because of the fact that there's so much darkness around you, it's almost as if it's trying to wear you out. And so um, I want to pray with you this morning and give you the strength to continue to fight the good fight of faith. You've got to continue to persevere. You've got to continue to be diligent and faithful and committed and submitted to the things that God has given you to do. The Lord knows what's going on. Daniel went through similarity. When he was when he was sold into Babylon, he had to learn how to walk in a spirit of excellence, even in an ungodly nation. And that's what we got to continue to do, saints, is walk in the spirit of excellence in an ungodly nation. Because we've been, um, God is preparing us for this. We know that our nation is becoming more antichrist day by day. We can see it on television. You can see it on the news. You can see that if some of you are still working, you can see it in, the, in your workplace. You can see it um, just in your neighborhood, your community, our government. You can see, you can see that this nation is becoming more antichrist. And a lot of people feel like the church is extinct, and it's not. A lot of people, because the church is under a great attack. 
But Jesus said that these things we will we, we will experience. It should not be a surprise to us, saints, if we're being attacked or we're being, you know, mocked and picked on because of the fact that um, many don't understand that the Lord knows what he's doing in this hour. So I want to go to Isaiah 45, and I'm going to quickly, and then I'm going to give you a word of encouragement in these uh, in this few minutes of broadcast that I have. Um, I want to give you that word to encourage your spirit to persevere and to continue to um, fight the good fight of faith. Amen. Father, we just give you the glory and the praise and the honor, and we thank you, Lord, for this broadcast. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are active in the earth and moving. Thank you, Lord, for the hearers that shall hear this word. Thank you, Lord, for those, Father God, that you've anointed and pointed in this hour, Lord God, to be a voice, to be, Lord God, a voice that shall cry out in the wilderness of God. This is the hour of crying loud and sparing not, O oh Lord. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you've given us the tools and the mechanisms to be able to declare your word in the earth and to bring as many as the whosoever shall come into your kingdom, and we give you the praise and the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Isaiah 45 and 3. It says that I will give you treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places, that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, am the God of Israel. I want to read it again, Isaiah 45 and 3. And I will give thee treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which calleth thee by name, am the God of Israel. So here, you're, 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 what, you're, what you're witnessing is in Isaiah, because the Lord was speaking unto him as he was uh, getting ready to uh, send him. At that time, Isaiah was under King Cyrus, and of course, the children of Israel was in uh, slavery at that time. And so... Um, I wanted to say to you uh, this afternoon that when the Lord spoke to him and told him that he would give him hidden treasures of darkness, hidden riches of the secret places, I want to do to you to understand that even in the place of darkness, even in the place where you feel overshadowed, even in the place where you might feel like, I don't understand God, and I'm the only one who wants to live holy. Am I the only one that desires to do your will? to truthfully be honest with you and to be honest with myself? Am I the only one who desires to walk worthy of the callers on my life? Because it seems like so many are drifting away from you, Lord, drifting away from truth, running after um, paganism and, and running after riches and running after wealth. And the Lord is saying, yes, in this hour, He's giving, he, he will give you the treasures of darkness. And what does he mean by that? What he's saying is that it might seem like you're in an hour right now where everything seems dark around you, where you don't see, where you, where you may not understand what season you're in. You know, there are sometimes God goes quiet on us. The Holy Spirit might just say, I want you just to really seek my face and seek my word. And so it seems like we're in a dark place. But we're not in a dark place. We're in a place where God really wants to reveal his treasure unto us. How many of you know that there are times that are the most weakest time in your hour, the, most, the time where you feel like you have no more strength in your body to pray? You may not have no more strength in your body to read your word, but yet somehow 
the Holy Spirit comes in. And he begins to bring that comfort. He begins to bring that he begins to bring that enlightenment. What the church is really needing in this hour is we're really, really needing enlightenment. Oh, what is the Lord saying in this hour? What is going on in this hour? And and so so we, we sometimes God will put you in a place where it seems like it's dark because he wants to really show you the hidden treasures that lie down within you. These hidden treasures are within you that he's placed in within your spirit. Amen. In Colossians 1, 27, it says, To whom God made known what is the riches of his glory of the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. In Colossians, it talks about whom God made known what is the riches of his glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. It is what? Christ. It is what? The Christ that's in us, the hope of glory. Do you realize, saints, that we're in an hour where this is the most precious time that we should really be seeking the word of God, seeking the Lord, and getting a fullness and understanding of what we have been appointed to do in this hour? Because many of us are allowing the shadows of darkness or the shadows of I don't understand my season to cause us to go in a place of darkness. That is not what God is doing in this hour. He doesn't want you to go into a place of darkness where you begin to just say, I give up. I don't want to do it no more. I'm tired of fighting. Nobody wants to hear me. Saints, we must persevere in this hour, and we must cry out with the truth more than ever because there is so much confusion. In, in the millennial year, there are thousands of religions out there, thousands, and we know that, thousands of religions out there. People are following different types of religions and beliefs. But you got to understand, Christ is still king. He's still ruler. That's why the word of God says he's king of kings and lord of lords because he's still in control. Why do we act as if he's weak? We go into our closets. We go into our, our, our hidden places. And we allow, we allow because maybe no one might be following you at this point. Let me tell you something. Facebook is a device that Satan uses to put people in bondage, Instagram, um, all this social media stuff. It's a, it, it can be used for a good thing, but don't get consumed in it. Don't let it consume you. I saw a commercial ad when they were talking about um, this, the, this bull, uh, bull, what is it called, the, that Red Bull energy drink. And um, go to Google and um, on Google or YouTube and, 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 and Google up this commercial. And the cell phones were saying, we are lost. You know, we, we want to keep the people, you know, so in tune with us. Now they're out exercising again, riding bicycles again. Because we've allowed social media to swallow us up. Don't get me wrong. It's a good tool to use for ministry. But that's not the only place of ministry. I don't know why everybody thinks Facebook is the only source. This is to the point people don't want to go to church anymore because of Facebook. You still need to be in the house of God. You still need to be able to feel the tangible presence of the Lord. So why is it we allow little things like that to swallow us up? It's not about how many followers you have on Facebook. They really can't see the light and the hope of glory in you through social media. Don't you realize that people put pictures on social media and they don't look nothing like the picture they posted? They got all types of apps now that can make the ugliest person look beautiful. 
It's all an imagination. And what we're doing is we're allowing imaginations to cause us to go into a place of darkness because we might not have what we see others have. There is a community where you are. There is a community where your feet are planted, where you need to get out of the four walls and go and be a light in a dark place. Go and be that hope of glory that somebody needs to see. It's not just about social media. I don't know why we're so focused on it. We're so focused on electronic things that we can't even function today. And it's sad, saints, because God's word is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I don't care how technological man becomes. I don't care how technological man becomes. There's still, there's still uh, always going to be, always going to be a, 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 a place of foot room, or I put this way, putting your feet to the plow in ministry. I don't care how technology we become. You still got to teach. You still got to put your foot to the plow. You still got to go to the grocery store. You still got to go out and 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 and, and work and and do some things. What are we? What, what kind of a nation are we becoming? More closed in our houses, like boxes. You know, now they got it where you can order stuff online. You can order food online. You can order everything online. Are we ever going to come out of the four walls of our homes? Are we going to become a nation? That's dependent upon social media? No. We must understand things. That's not how God called us to live. If we do, we're going to be we're gonna be really out of shape and, you know, we're going to gain weight and everything else because we're not moving our bodies. We're not getting out of walking. We're not getting out of communi- communicating. We need to be sociable. Learn how to be sociable outside of a, the phone. Learn to be sociable outside of an iPad. Get out in the community and do a work. Go and be, uh, go and help someone who's in need. There are plenty of things to do in ministry. I don't understand why so many of us are trying to pretend like, well, there's nothing I can do. Nobody's paying their attention. You might not be getting a response, but it doesn't mean that God did not anoint you to put your foot to the plow to go forth and to be able to what? Build this kingdom. In Proverbs 25, it says, it is the glory of the Lord to consider things, but it's the honor of kings to search out the matter. If you, you are called to walk as kings and priests in the earth, that means you are called to search out the matter. You are called to search out what God has put in your heart to do. You are called and anointed to search out what God has anointed you and put your hands to do in building forth the kingdom of God. And so you got to search this thing out. The glory of the Lord. It's resting on your life. He's concealed it within you. Now you're going to have to go before him and search out the matter of what I am supposed to be doing in this hour. We have to stop looking at others and start focusing on what God gave us to do. And, you know, it, 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 I, I see so many churches with similar flyers on Facebook. It, it sickens my spirit. Don't get me wrong. We should be on one accord. And there's a difference in being on one accord and trying to be like the others. Because one thing about God, he said he wants to know his word to perform it. He does speak in two or three witnesses. I've been places where I've read a scripture, gone somewhere to revival, and the person began to talk about the similar things, and it all ties in one. They didn't say it exactly the way I was interpreted by what I read, but it was similar to where it lined up, and it came, it came all into what 
one as being what? Line upon line and precept upon precept. Why? Because that's how the Lord moves. You have been to a revival where you have ten, you know, four speakers each night, and each night the person says something similar or something touched on something the other person said. They didn't say it exactly the way they said it, but it did touch where it brought forth the confirmation that God is in it. And so, therefore, whatever the Lord has given us to do, we are called to be on one accord, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you got to do it exactly the way somebody else is doing it. Go to the Lord. Listen, he's concealed this glory in you. Now it's time for you to search out the matter and to find out what is the Lord saying concerning what he's anointed me to do. Because don't you realize, saints, the order comes from the Lord. If God gave it to you, don't you realize that it's going to come to pass? Don't you realize he ain't giving you something that's weak? My God, even the Roman centurion, when Jesus was ministering, the Roman centurion said to him, listen, I'm a man. You don't have to come to my house to heal my servant. He told me you don't got to come to my house because I am a man of authority just like you. I tell this one to go and that one to go. And it wasn't that the fact that the Roman centurion had such this great faith, but it was also the fact that he understood authority. He understood the chain of command. Why? Because when even when Jesus came to earth, he never talked above his father. He never said, well, you know, I'm doing this. He always gave authority. Back to his father. Church, we need to learn how to walk in authority and power. And on next month, I'm going to talk about those things because I'm doing a study right now. It's not the fact that we just need authority. We also need power. The devil understands two things, authority and power. But what's going on with the church is we lost the power because we're trying to rule in our own authority and not in the authority of what God has given us to do. Too many people want to preach. Everybody wants to run to the pulpit. Nobody doesn't want to, to, to go back to the simplicity basics of teaching God's word. Let me tell you something. We get, I've been to prophetic conferences where the, the music was off the chain, you know, and, and uh, uh, the, the, the place looked awesome. They had their banners. They had all this stuff. But the only thing that was missing was the glory, the anointing. Yes, the music itched our ears and got us emotional. But when the man or the woman of God got to speak, they had nothing to say. Nothing to say out of this whole Bible, out of 66 books, you can't come up with a word from God to minister to my spirit, to motivate me or to thrust me, I ain't going to say motivate, to thrust me into another dimension in Christ. Every time we get to minister this word, it is not to just to motivate, okay? We are not motivators of the kingdom. We are voices of the kingdom, not motivators. And we must be able to what? Thrust them into another dimension in the spirit to cause people's mindsets to change. We can, I've been to prophetic conferences where the people don't even remember what the speaker said. But they walked away with books, they walked away with T-shirts, they walked away with jewelry, they walked away with all sorts of stuff. It's sad things that when we go to conferences today, we walk away with material things, but we don't walk away with the spirit, with nothing that, that, that fed our spirit.
spirit man to allow us to continue to live righteous before our King so that the world can witness the King of glory, the mystery of this King, of this hope of glory that's in us. And we wonder why we see so much mockery in the church. We see more mockery in the church than glory and presence because we got to get it back in order, saints. Because what's going on with the two prophets, they whining and crying, heading off in the cave somewhere, upset because nobody's listening to them. Let me tell you something. You don't have to, you don't need thousands of followers to listen to you. All you need is two or three. All you need is a few people to hear the Spirit of the Lord speak to you as a vessel. And I guarantee if you get two or three who are really listening to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, you can, those two or three can turn the world upside down because they will become now reproducers of the kingdom. We're, we're producing too much replicas of the kingdom. Let me tell you something. I love Louis Vuitton. I do not want a replica of Louis Vuitton. I want the affinity of Louis Vuitton because a replica is not going to last long. It's at the wear and tear. It's going to tear up. The bag going to rip. The handle's going to break. But if I get a, if I get a authentic Louis Vuitton bag, which I do have one from 1985, I want me a new one. But even my bag from 1985, I was years old. I'm 45 years old, and I can pull that bag at my purse, and it's still durable because it's acidic. It has persevered over 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 30 something years. This purse has persevered, being worn and torn, banged up and, and, and bruised up, dragged around, and that's what's going on in the church. We don't want to be authentic. We want to be replicas of somebody else. And that's why we're getting beat up in the kingdom. Because when you're a replica, you ain't going to last, baby. You are going to be getting destroyed. The enemy knows that you're not authentic. And that's the reason why he attacks your mind. And that's why you're sitting up saying, I don't know who I am and what I'm supposed to be doing. It's because you're not allowing the spirit of God to be a, uh, to be authentic in you. Signs and wonders improve uh, 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 the authenticity of who you are. What is a sign? A sign is showing the authenticity of you being a prophet. If you are a real prophet, a true prophet of God, or an apostle, or a pastor, teacher, graduate, whatever it is, the Lord will show a sign that he has set upon your forehead that that, 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 that graced you in that gift. Because one thing about being authentic, you can't tear it up. It's going it's gonna, it's gonna to last through the storm and the rain. That's why a little bit of person, not only is that designed a bag, but that's why they cost three, $4,000. Because the person that made that bag knows that you can drag it, you can carry it for 25 years, and it, it, it might look a little worn, but it ain't going to be beat up. And that's what's going on, saints. We're too busy trying to be replicas of what we see somebody else doing and that we can't handle the warfare that comes with it. You can't handle warfare being a replica of the kingdom. You got to be authentic, baby. You got to be the one that God has said, yes, I've anointed you. I've appointed you in this hour to go forth and reveal my word, reveal my hidden treasure. You are my anointed. You are my hidden treasure. I don't care how dark it gets. I don't care when the storm comes. I don't care how the rain may fall. I don't care how the sea may rage, you'll still stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And you'll preach this gospel when the truth show up. You'll preach this gospel when the 1500 show up. You're going to still preach this gospel the same. You're not going to shift. You're not going to change. 
The only time you should shift is when you're shifting for the better. When you're going higher in the kingdom, going higher in the spirit. Let the Lord use you. Stop worrying about who can, who sees you doing good works. Stop worrying about who notices you. And the only person you need to worry about noticing what you're doing is the spirit of the Lord, Jesus Christ himself. Because he is the one who's going to come back and bring forth the rewards. People on earth are going to give you nothing. Yeah, they can throw a little money to you, but I don't mean that the money perishes. All this stuff we have around us is going to perish. The eternal kingdom is being built today. And let me tell you something. If you don't come out of that place, God will raise another deliverer. He will. He just like he told Esther. He told her, listen, Mordecai said, you could sit here and hide at the king's palace. He said, but I'm going to tell you right now, God will raise up another deliverer for Israel, and you will perish right along with us. So let me tell you something. You can sit here. You can whine, you can cry, nobody notices me, or nobody, you can do all of that, honey, sir or ma'am, but let me tell you something, you better rise up at that place of darkness, you better rise up at that mountain clay, and get back on your assignment of what he's anointed and appointed you to do, because I can hear it in the spirit, there is some assignments, there are some things that God has told some people to do in the earth, and they're sitting on it. Why? Because they're comparing themselves to others. Well, you know, mine ain't like theirs, and they already got all this stuff, and ain't nobody really going to pay for me. Let me tell you something. I don't care the biggest church in the world, the biggest church in the nation doesn't have a whole city. Say, stop focusing on that. The biggest church, Bishop Jakes, Joe Austin, Joe Osteen has a, a church the size of a basketball arena or a football arena. It's the whole state of Houston, go, uh, the whole city of Houston going there? No, they're not. No, they're not. So we got to stop focusing on when we see others doing bigger things. That, that's what God probably told them to do. But th- just because you might have 100 members in your church and somebody else might have 1,000 members, it's still the same in the eyes of Jesus Christ. It's still the same, saints. We're the only ones that make comparison. It's time for you to come up that place of darkness. Listen, notice that in a season where you are, that seems dark, look for the treasure that's in your dark moment. Look for the hidden riches that's in that secret place. Maybe you got the darkness around you because God wants you to really go in that place of, of hiding so he can speak to your spirit and so he can rekindle and reignite so you can rebirth what he has given to you. Other people might laugh at it. That's okay. My God, they laughed at uh, the uh, Amazon man. They told him that it would be impossible to be able to raise up a company that can have stuff shipped within two days. And he's doing it today. Amazon just didn't start, y'all. Go back and read the history of it. He started way a long time ago. He was persistent to find up Amazon. Most of these people who are successful in the earth today, it didn't start yesterday. It took them years of perseverance and diligence and and, and faithfulness to see their vision come to pass. And my Lord, we have, they didn't have Jesus behind them. I'm not saying that they all weren't saved. I don't know. But a lot of them don't, you know, because they're chasing the wealth. So, but, but, but they still did not allow negativity to hinder them. My God, when Jesus gives you an assignment, you have something more than anybody can have standing behind you. 
You have the king of glory, the hope of glory, backing you up, heaven, backing you up. But we'll still sit back and say, well, you know, God, it, 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 ain't, it, it ain't what, you know, I, it ain't where I thought it was going to be. Saints, we got to stop doing this. We got to stop. Stop stop worrying about what this person got, what somebody else is doing. Get focused on what God has anointed you to do. If he sends you 10 people, my God, do it to the best. Do it in the name of the Lord and do it in joy and gladness. But most of all, do it in his name, Jesus Christ. If he's giving you 10 people, serve those 10 people. My Lord, serve them. Serve them with a heart of gladness. Serve them with a heart of rejoicing. Stop waiting on the big moment. Your big moment is now. Not waiting on it. Your big moment is now. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in and looking for the zone. I pray that this minister to your spirit. You have a blessed and um, awesome day in the Lord. Thank you again for tuning in right here on the Zone. Thank you for tuning in on the Prophetic Tone with Apostle Katrina Garrett. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to contact Apostle Garrett, please visit our web at www.tkcglobalministries.com or visit our page on Facebook, The Prophetic Tone. Thank you for tuning in on the Prophetic Tone with Apostle Katrina Garrett.